episode 58 for January 2009. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They're an online leader in comic book subscriptions. That's due to their great discounts off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. The discounts range from 38 up to 75% off the cover price. An example this month is Amazing Spider-Man number 588. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for $2.47. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Welcome back, Webheads, to our fourth show of 2009. Letting me introduce you to the Spider Panel today. We have our favorite spider historian, JR, from SpideyKicksButt.com. Welcome, JR. It's friggin' cold here in Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody pass JR a blanket. And we have uh, Spidey Dude from SpideyDude.com. Welcome, Spidey Dude. Uh, I'm glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) He's been drinking heavily. Uh, Kevin Cushing from the Spider-Man Crawl Space webcomic, found exclusively on the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you, thank you. Much like mail-order comics, it's better than sex. <laughs> there you go. And we have Stella, a.k.a. Spider-Girl. I thought we'd just go ahead and say your name because I'll say it many times throughout the show accidentally. She's a reviewer and administrator on the Crawl Space. Welcome, Stella. Uh, thank you, and, you know, I'm, I'm just questioning what kind of uh, sex that Kevin has had, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, moving that on. That many ways right there. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, he's probably getting more than me because he's not married, so. <laughs> wow, aren't we off to a lovely show. Uh, <laughs> before we uh, go to the monthly Spidey, reviews. Uh, someone thought we'd do a good job with this show. Who the hell was that? I don't know. After that intro, uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to some nice folks that have written in over the last month. They've left uh, reviews on iTunes, and uh, I'm going to read a few of them. Uh, this one's from, um, oh, let me pull up iTunes. It helps if you have iTunes in front of you to read it. Uh, this one's from Spectre88, and he said, this is one of the best podcasts on iTunes. He says, quote, I love the character Spider-Man, but I really dislike the recent events of Brand New Day. These guys allow me to keep up with Spider-Man without having to actually read the horrible direction they took the title. Additionally, this is has to be one of the most entertaining podcasts out there. The format of the show is exceptional, and the chemistry between the group is great. I wish they would put out four episodes a month for the new year. Well, guess what, sir? You got your wish. Uh, we're going to put out five this month if this one goes two hours, which, you know what, I can tell already it's going to. <laughs> so, um, Spectre88 gave us uh, five out of five stars on iTunes, so I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Hell yeah. And uh, this next one is from Scott. He sent me a note through the message board. He says, hey, Brad, I just want to send you a note to thank you for the podcast. I've been continually impressed not only with the guests that you've had on, but also in the informal way both you and they handle yourselves during the interview. The show is incredible and continues to improve with each episode. I think that it's the best comic-related podcast out there, even better than Ward Balloon, and I appreciate it even every time I listen. And that's from Scott. So thank you very much, Scott. That's quite the honor, because Word Balloon, I think, is the standard that uh, the comic podcasts are measured by. So thank you for that. And if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, uh, just search for it in the iTunes store. Type in Spider-Man. Don't forget the hyphen. Don't forget it. <laughs> I think you can still pull it up if, it, if you don't have the hyphen in there. But... You can. Oh, you can? Good. Yeah, you can. And uh, you'll see a description of the show, and you can click on a little link that says uh, leave a, write a review. 
So I'd appreciate it. We have about 21 of them, and most everybody that has done it has been incredibly nice. So I appreciate you for doing that, except for the one jerk that didn't. <laughs> that said, that said you, <laughs> the horrible that said you podcast. Laugh. Yeah, you laugh like a mental patient. patient well, you know. well, you know, there's that. So I think that's just a perk of the show. Anyway, exactly. uh, <laughs> there it is. There, I just you just heard it. Also, a little bit of business uh, before we go. I want to give a special thanks to uh, a member from the message board, Black Cat. If you've heard this show before, uh, she does a lovely uh, Roberto Aguirres, you know that guy. Anyway, thank you. You complete me, Zach. Uh, (laughs) she She sent me a Christmas gift. I, I went uh, back to work after vacation, and on my desk was a little package and um, and a note, and she said that she shops at vintage clothing stores, and she thought of me when she saw this. And basically what it is is a blue Hawaiian shirt with Spider-Man on it. <laughs> so I can see myself barbecuing in this shirt with with Spider-Man on it. And, and it's really she found it at a vintage store shopping, and I just appreciate it. So thank you, Black Cat. I appreciate that. And my wife is questioning our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's getting you gifts now. That's, that's <laughs> she's getting me gifts, but uh, I appreciate it. And her husband, his name is Peter, and uh, so uh, she married a uh, – not a Parker, but a Peter – so, well, that's bad. But no, her husband's name's Peter, and and uh, I just appreciate both of those guys because uh, both of them post on the board. So appreciate that. All right, I've got all the reviews and the thanks out of the way, and now it's time to tackle what we do every month. We tackle three issues of Spider-Man at a time. This uh, month we're going to tackle Amazing Spider-Man five seventy nine, five eighty, and five eighty one. Seventy nine is where we wrap up. The uh, the subway arc by Mark Wade. Five eighty is the Roger Stern one shot, and five eighty one is a Dan Slot explaining how Harry Osborn got better. So, let's tackle. Who wants to go first? Jr. You want to tackle it? You want to go first with five seventy nine? What do you think of that one? What do I think of that one? Well, it was uh, it was your it was your typical uh, Spidey gets everybody out of the subway safely uh, type plot. Uh-huh. I mean, we we got no we got no more advances on any of our other plots. Uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson Senior disappeared at the end again, so uh, naturally we won't be seeing him for probably another six months or so. Oh. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was a B story. It wasn't horrid like some of the others that we had. It didn't have any other any cringe worthy moments, but uh, it was. Uh, it was it was an average story. I mean, I'm not sure really what to say. There just was nothing remarkable that occurred in it. So uh, it was it was it's a decent story, folks. It's okay, uh, but uh, if you're expecting any forward momentum on any of the plots, uh, <laughs> you're SOL again. One one thing we do with our written reviews on the main page is we do a couple likes and a couple dislikes. What were a couple things you liked about the issue, Jr.? Well, it didn't offend me. It didn't yeah. offend my sensibilities. Right. Uh, and uh, the art was okay. Okay. And do you like the character of J. Jonah Jameson's dad? I don't know enough about him to like him yeah, or dislike true. him. Right. What would you give the grade for the book, you think? I gave it an overall B. I mean, it's okay. All right. All right. Let's go to Stella, Spider-Girl. What do you think? Sorry. Um, <laughs> she was on another podcast just now. Sorry. It's back. Um, no, I didn't want to cough into the mic, so I put it up, you know, above my head. Um, I think I heard an oh crap, and then you run. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, I'm ready to go now. Um, I think I actually really liked this issue. Um, I don't know. To me, it had the vintage Spidey feel. Um, what he was like, you know, way back when. It it had you know conflict. It had him going against these overwhelming odds. Of course, you have the homage to um, the master planner, the all the the rubble and everything. But then you see people helping him out and getting him out of that. Um, of course, Shocker, who's uh, on the top list of my villain favorites, um, he was in there and had a better um, amount of panel time than last time. I think it was a good follow up because I didn't enjoy the first part of this. So I was I was better pleased. I thought out of the three of them that this was the best one. And Marcos Martin, the artist, I fell in love with his art um, after first reading Batgirl Year One. Sorry, it's DC, but okay. I, I would give it an A. I really I actually enjoy this issue. Oh wow, that's cool. You are you interested in the the J. Jameson Daddy plotline? Um, I think it could be interesting. Yeah. Um, of course they're just poking us with a the stick. They put him out there, and then of course he's gone. So who knows when we're going to see him again? But um, it could be interesting depending on who takes him from there and what they decide to uh, do with him. So you give it a B? What would you give it? A B? I would say an A actually. Oh, an A. I just, an a. Yeah, I really liked it. JR was a B. You're an A. Okay. Uh, and Joe Casada thanks you for talking, saying that it takes you back to old time Spidey. That's exactly the type of stuff he likes to hear. I'm sure. <laughs> he does. That's true. Uh, JR is fired up already. Man, I love it. Uh, Spidey dude, what do you what do you give this book? What do you think? Well, if you know <clears throat> Jonah Jameson wasn't already a bastard just for his personality, I guess he is technically a bastard now. Uh, really, the Jonah, Jonah Jameson senior plot, I really wasn't much into uh, this. This and, and, you know, I just think it's hilarious that after a year of three issues a month, we get a freaking homage to the Master Planner storyline when the, the Brevoort Manifesto said, okay, no more bridges, no more lifting heavy stuff, but yet he lifts heavy stuff in this issue. So I thought we were past that, but apparently not, apparently not. But because it's Mark Wade, you know, we'll, we'll forgive him. Um you know, I was kind of, the art was merely eh. Uh, I don't really do a likes or dislikes on my my reviews, but uh, I mainly do just thoughts, so I won't separate them out uh, formally. But it was okay. I, I wasn't I wasn't blown away. It didn't knock my socks off. Uh, it was a it was a good it was an adequate issue. Um, better than I think it's than the rest of the many parts of the re- of the previous year. Of worth of stories because honestly they, we've had a lot of duds in this year so I mean uh, I think I think he does uh, that Mark Wade does capture a very classic feel of the character and I think I think that's what they're going for but he kind of just fell a little flat to me uh, I wasn't impressed with the previous issue uh, you know part one and I really wasn't really impressed with part two so we'll see uh, we'll see where we go in this in 2009 I think it's gonna start picking up I hope at least. And your grade, sir? My grade is going to be a C plus. Really? Okay. C plus. Yeah. All right. And to- better than average. There you go. I, if I didn't have C's in high school, I don't know. <laughs> they, they still count. Um, who do Kevin? We have I forgot all about you, Kevin. You're not. Thanks. Appreciate it. Really, <laughs> feel good. Sorry, brother. <laughs> I'm just strike. Here, let me give you a visual. I'm eating pizza. 
I'm chatting in this window with you guys. I'm listening and I'm watching that if see if it records. I'm multitasking. <laughs> You're the only guy in human history that can actually accomplish all those feats. <laughs> I need Doc Ock's Doc Ock arm or something. Anyway, go yeah. ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. <laughs> um this was just another issue of Brand New Day Fluff. I mean, it's Mark Wade, so you know going in it's competently written. He's a good writer. Marcos Martin has, I think, stepped up his game since the Paper Doll arc. I, I don't dislike his art anymore. <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way. Um, you know, I, Stella was saying about Spidey going against insurmountable odds and everything. That's all good, but can we get him some new insurmountable odds, for God's sake? Can he quit lifting shit? I, I, everybody has said it with the Master Planner thing, and there have been so many homages up to this point. I don't care anymore. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate my life when I was reading it, but uh, it was just fluff. That's that's my biggest problem with Brand New Day thus far. Where's the beef? I'm not getting any meat here. I'm just getting a lot of fluff, a little bit of cotton candy. It looks tasty, but you put it in your mouth and it disappears. Uh, that's what your girlfriend said. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Jr.'s drinking Red Bull or something. Boy, wow. Um, where's the meat? Quote, that's what your girlfriend said. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Further, I, I hate that we're divorcing Jonah. I, does he need to be younger, more relatable, being single? I've, he had a good relationship with his wife, and we've thrown it away for really nothing, because Jameson has barely appeared in Brand New Day. It looked like they were going to do big things with him at the beginning, then... I don't know, we saw him in a Tai Chi class once, he shot the bookie with a taser, and now he's getting divorced. It's I don't think it's official, I don't think he signed on the dotted line, at least from what I saw. Well, he was getting a divorce, so yeah. that's what I'm talking about. And in this whole divorce proceeding, all the stuff we talked about with his wife, what the hell happened to Maddie Franklin? Yeah. I know she's not exactly anybody's favorite component, because she came out of... Uh, the gathering of five final chapter stuff, but the last we saw her, as far as I know, was in Brian Bendis's Alias series right. when Jonah was taking her home with him. Mm-hmm. So where the hell did she go? That's that's one of those little pieces of continuity they seem to just not care about, yeah. and that that bugs me. <laughs> right. um, well, yeah, you just said it. Nobody cares about Maddie Franklin. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Who? I mean, I don't care about her. <laughs> I never yeah, liked her it's... when she showed up. Ten years ago or whatever. Well, you know, but I it's mean, it's it it a would... continuing piece of continuity. It's there. Even if you don't like it, you need to deal with it. At least put in a line somewhere. Toss it off. Whatever. I don't care. Just say something. Well, you know, the the character of Jonah's wife is so blank. I don't think we really have any history of her. Jared, I, I don't remember much history with her. I don't know. She's been around since Amazing Spider-Man number 167. Yeah, we, uh, we don't know much about her. Well, no, no, but, uh, you know, we, we, she's got to be a saint if she's married to Jonah, though. So, uh, <laughs> True. you know, we do know that about her. I think that Jonah's ridiculous for divorcing her because she sold the paper out from under him, but uh, that's, uh, you know, neither here nor there. So, hey, but right, I, I, I what her uh, career was, but when we met her, wasn't she a strong career woman that Jonah was, was drawn sci- to? She was a scientist, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I mean, she, she was a strong character. She had some background. She's a strong woman, and now it just seems like... Oh, I love you. I'm sorry. I'll I'll sign the papers. 
Well, you know, I mean, after after all, the whole idea of Brand New Day is getting rid of strong women anyway. We don't want any strong women hanging around, do we? Geez, they they uh, inter- they interfere with our main character's self pity. You know, <laughs> why do we why yeah, do man. we want a why do we want a strong relatable female character? Wow. Really, I mean, half. Well, we really know the last time that that Mrs. Jameson was used that I can remember was in the early '90s, and it was a, was a really bad story with the Sandman and the character called Sandstorm, and it was absolutely positively terrible. It was, in, it was uh, real late into the run of the Web of Spider-Man uh, with Alex Savick art. That was the only thing that saved it, but it was really not that good. So that's the last time I can think of anybody actually using Mrs. Jameson off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, well it's, uh, like, it's like Morb said. He he needs to be younger and uh, and single, you know, so that uh, he can be more relatable. So, yeah, but exactly. so why why not? You know, we need we need a studly Jonah out there on the prowl. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he and Peter, well, if, he and Peter can compete for the women nowadays. Well, yeah, I mean, know. we saw him with his shirt off a few oh, issues. God. So you know, we're setting him up here. He's going to be the the big romantic interest for uh, Lily and Carly once they forget about Peter. My God. He was pretty defined. I don't think he needs any Cialis. <laughs> wow. Wow. You guys are all in your game today. I like it. Uh, where were we? Oh, um, Kevin, you said you like the artwork. You said you like Mark Wade. You dislike that it feels like fluff. So what's your grade? Uh, it's pretty much exactly the same grade and reasoning as part one. It's a total flat line. It's a C. See, okay. That's just absolutely the definition of average, uh, which isn't bad if you get it maybe one issue a year, but when when you get it mostly, it kind of sucks. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sp- uh, Stella on this one. I gotta go an eight minus. I'm just a little. The minus is mainly because we haven't advanced anything. We're setting more stuff up. Uh, I like the idea of Jonah's uh, father. Uh, I'm, I'm digging, uh, the artwork. I think, uh, Marcos, is that his name? Marcos Martin? Yes. Yeah. Great artwork. Uh, he has improved since the paper doll. He's getting into it. I, I liked his stuff back on Dr. Strange, the oath, Thought that was an underrated book. Um, Mark Wade, I, I just, I just like his, uh, banter. I liked Spider-Man's banter with the shocker. I think he writes a good Spider-Man. Um, a minus for me. This is I I, don't, I can't remember well the the new ways to die I think I gave some A's too, but it's been a while, so A minus out of me. Uh, we're gonna tackle any any final words on this one, guys. You want to move on? That would be a silent move. The hell on, Brad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Five eighty is uh, written by one of my favorite artists of all time, or writers of all time. Uh, Roger Stern and Lee Weeks is uh, doing their artwork, and there's the creative team on this one, and it's pretty much a one-shot Spider-Man story with Spidey going up against the blank, who we haven't seen since the West Coast Avengers title. So let me start with Kevin. We went last with you last time. We'll go first with you this time. What do you think of 580? Well, uh, you're going to be shocked, but I really liked it, actually. Hot hot damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I realize I'm kind of hypocritical because you can say a lot of the same things about this one as the last one. I mean, you could, it's, it's just kind of a one-off story that's not connected to anything that could have been sitting in a drawer since the eighties and they just put out there, but it was a really enjoyable one-shot story. I mean, everything about it, it was, Roger Stern's a great writer. It was very technically well-written. Lee Weeks' art was fantastic. Loved seeing it in the book. Um, 
really there was nothing about it that I didn't like. It was just good times. Um, having a hard time saying a whole whole lot of specifics about it. I mean, we all know what the story is, and there was they filled us in on the history nicely, which I appreciate because I haven't read the West Coast Avengers stuff and all that. But uh, it was just a very well done story, very well done one shot, and. I guess it shows if you ignore all the elements of Brand New Day, you can write a good story. <laughs> so I give it a I give it an A. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Stella, what do you think? Um, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, if you only read our chat window, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to Stella. Uh, <laughs> Jr. What'd you think of 580? <laughs> well, it's it's always good to see Lee Weeks back again on Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, I think he draws one of the uh, definitive Peter Parkers. I always enjoy his art. Uh, it was a uh, it was a good one shot, but I mean, <laughs> that was that was. I mean, haven't we seen this villain before? Back when his name was Slide. Uh, yeah. you know, didn't things like just kind of slide off of him just like in that villain? So the villain's not particularly original. Uh, there's a cute moment where the, where Spidey saves a couple of twins or whatever by, uh, yeah. you know, saying, got your nose while he, uh, while he, uh, keeps a, a light pole from falling on him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've got a, a typical Aunt May in, in danger thing and Peter say it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm getting, so I'm getting really choked up about this issue. Uh, <laughs> You know, we got a typical Aunt May in danger, and Peter, you know, once again, I'm not going to let anything happen to Aunt May because I let something happen to Uncle Ben. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I'm, uh, I'm really struggling to continually say different things about, uh, about uh, these issues. I mean, again, uh, we get no forward momentum on any of our plots. I'm getting a little bit weary of that. Um, you know, it's a good thing I get these things like three in a, I mean, at least I got, I got this in my, uh, my uh, mail order comics package where I had more, more Spider-Man to read. I would have felt cheated if this had been the only Spider-Man I read all month. Uh, I mean, I'll give it a B largely for the art. Uh, but again, another unremarkable story. Uh, I'd like to see Roger Stern back regularly though. I'd like to see him as part of the brain trust uh, and see what he can come up with on a regular basis. Right. So uh, B, you said, you know what I, I liked about this issue because this felt like an older school issue where you got your money's worth. There was a lot of writing in this issue. Did you agree, JR? I mean, it doesn't seem like it, you just read this one in five minutes. Actually, I, I did, that didn't occur to me, to be oh, honest. Really? I didn't, okay. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was getting any more from my, my money than any other month. Okay. I'm just a cynical old grouch this month. <laughs> you need a hug, JR. <laughs> need a hug. <laughs> All right, let's check in on Stella. Stella, you okay? I'm doing better now, yes. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> what do you think? 580. Um, I did not like the issue. Um, it was, I mean, it was like a one-shot feel to me, which is completely fine. One-shots can be great and everything. Uh, I didn't really, I guess since I've known Spider-Man really, you know, quote-unquote from the beginning, I don't really need this reiteration of why he's doing what he's doing and why Aunt May does not need or deserve any of these terrible things that have happened to her. So in that, I just thought that was pretty redundant. Um, I saw the blank as his character design setting up. I don't, I know that the spot has been, um, solicited. And so when I kept looking at him, someone needs to stop heavy breathing. <laughs> I can't review when there's, <laughs> um, sorry. 
I just saw the spot when I was looking at the blank, and so I wish it was something different, something that was a little more unusual. Um, yeah, there were cute moments, um, but I question also bringing in these new characters when this is just a one-shot. It's not a continuing story. When are we going to see the detective from the FBI again or even the blank if he has to come back? So I would give it a C, I believe. And what? Zach, the heavy breather. What do you? What are you... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> you know, I, I saw, you know, the character of the blank this month, and I'm just gonna go into next month for the only, only not very amazing, but actually in the uh, Ben Riley issue of the Spider-Man X-Men team up right. slide appears, and it actually was a better appearance in four pages by a better character in my opinion than this whole issue with the blank. Because yeah. really, I felt like I didn't. Get, I, it was okay. I, I, what's really frustrating me is that we 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 don't have any answers to anything. I mean, oh, you know, who the hell is Menace? I mean, no, no, nothing. <laughs> why is Harry? How did Harry Osborn come back? But I think we're gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, you know, where's the beef? I'll use Kevin's <laughs> phrase. I mean, there's not this was. It was like okay. Um, I could see, I could just see the conversation between Wacker and 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 uh, oh, Roger Stern. Hey Roger, I, I I need a fill in issue. Can you fill in for me? Yeah, sure. I got this. You know, one that I started back in 1984. I'll finish it up for you, and then you know we'll we'll, we'll go from there. So sure enough, I mean he all, the only thing that was part of the brand new universe that I actually felt like was part of the brand new universe was the feast center that I thought was tacked on at the very, you know, towards like, you know, for no reason. So really I was not impressed. I like Lee Weeks. I really do. I like Roger Stern. He's, he's a very entertaining guy. I just felt, was completely underwhelmed by this story. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it, I'll you know what? I'll give it a B simply because I like the two creators, but I wasn't, it's not necessarily for the story. Right. Uh, I'll go B-plus on my grade. I uh, really dig uh, Lee Weeks. I have since he did that Spider-Man Death and Destiny uh, miniseries. And Roger Stern's one of my all-time favorites, and we interviewed him on the show, and he was just such a nice guy to talk to. But uh, as we've <laughs> discussed this on the front page of the cr Crawl Space, you shouldn't judge a guy on his past history. You should judge him on the issue at hand. And granted, it did feel like a one-shot. Uh, but it was a good one shot. I, I enjoyed the character of the blank. Um, basically stole a, a belt from some scientist and makes him. You can't touch him. Is that what happens, Jr.? Well, you can't. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? You what can't touch you this dude. Yeah, he's MC Hammer. Yeah. You can't get into his space. Okay, got it. Yeah, you can't. He has his force field. You can't get into his space. But as Spider-Man notes, he can pass gas. So yeah. <laughs> that was cute. I also thought that the the little baby that the, had the light pole almost falling on him, where uh, got your nose. That I just thought that that was so cute. And that was you, a great line. I love yeah. that. And you don't get many cute moments in Spider-Man like that. And I just thought that was really nice. It, it humanizes him, and it shows that he's a big hero, and these little kids love him. So, uh, B plus out of me. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to Stern's, uh, something can stop the juggernaut story coming out later this year, which is a follow up. I guess it's a follow up to, uh, amazing 229 and 230 from the 80s, which is, 
on almost on everybody's top ten list of favorite all-time Spider-Man stories. But you yeah, know, I, I well, go ahead. We really need it again. I mean, we've already seen this. This is another thing. I'm like, okay, Jeff, enough with the bridge. Enough with the with the rehashes. Let's just do something new. Wait, wait, no, till, no, no. Go ahead, Jeff. Pro- no, you're proving that you've been reading the comic too long. <laughs> you, you, you know. <laughs> You know, we don't, we don't, we don't want you old readers anymore because you recognize all these plots that have been recycled. Marvel is in the business of recycling plots, and if you don't like it, don't read it anymore. Jeez, <laughs> when didn't you get that message? Jr. has just been promoted to Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Let, let's judge the story when it comes out. Let's not diss it before it comes out. So, okay. oh, why not? The, everybody on the internet does. <laughs> well, damn it, we, we have a crawl space standard. Yeah, I don't. Even oh, know I don't yeah. even know what that what, means. What standard is that in? Is that? Yeah, go yeah. for the low blow joke. That's what that means. <laughs> anyway, B plus out of me. Let's move on to five eighty one. This one will really stir up some conversation. I imagine we've got. Uh, we find find out how uh, Harry Osborne got better after he died. Um, let's start with Stella on this one. What do you think? Um. Goodness, I don't even know, I guess, where to begin. Um, okay. I'm kind of excited. To, no, I mean, I'm kind of excited to hear what JR has to uh, say about this. But I think the entire resurrection uh, story was, it was convoluted, but I suppose that's really the only way it could be. Um, when you bring somebody back from the dead, how you're going to explain that, you know. Um, generally, the story was uh, below par for me, but... I enjoyed what they were trying to do. Um, They're kind of pushing forward with different character elements. Uh, Carly, that was an interesting moment. But seeing Wiz and Harry, I thought that was, that could have been potentially a very good um, panel and everything. I think it did suffer a little bit uh, overwriting. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Without words for now. Um, I think I would give it uh, a B minus. So, uh, since we want to hear what Jr. says, because deals with Osborns, let's hit Jr. up. What do you think? Well, I like this issue better than the rest of the issues this month. Uh, it was uh, I, I like seeing the old supporting cast again. I mean, right. we got to see Harry, we got to see Liz, we got to see Little Norman and his and uh, his uh, dismantling Spider-Man dolls fetish. Uh, you know, we got to see the molten man, uh, you know, so it was, it was, it was a nice, uh, trip through, uh, through yesterday to see the more interesting supporting cast members. Uh, and of course we got the, we got some of the brand new day ones. I think that, uh, Carly gave us a, uh, another clue that she's menace by talking about how she's a more dependable and reliable daughter to, uh, Bill Hollister than, uh, than, uh, Lily is. So I think yeah. that that's another clue that she's menace. Uh, could be wrong on that, but as far as uh, how Harry came back from the dead, I'm all, the only thing I'm surprised about is why Norman needed Mysterio. I mean, if Norman could uh, could uh, fake his own death and uh, stay in hiding for seven months, why did he need to bring in outside talent for this one? Yeah. So uh, that was that was kind of the thing that surprised me. Uh, I mean, and, and he asked Mysterio. Let me see here. He asked Mysterio. Uh, oh, and you can get a genetic duplicate for the coffin. I mean, this is a guy who financed the clone sack, for heaven's sake, who financed Miles Warren the Jackal. Yeah. Uh, and he's asking Mysterio if he can come up with a genetic duplicate. I, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's always good to see Bubblehead, though. I mean, I like Bubblehead. He's my favorite. <laughs> he's, 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 he's I haven't heard him favorite. called that. That's nice. 
Yeah, he's my favorite B-list Spider-Man villain. Uh, but you know, maybe and maybe maybe it's just a hint that he's coming. I think he is coming actually in 2009, isn't he? I think yes, so. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. said he is. Yeah, a lot, he and uh, they said he and Doc Ock and the Vulture are all going to be back. So uh, I guess it was okay to see him, but uh, I don't know why Norman would need him. But uh, as far as the whether or not you know how, how the whole eye thing of Harry coming back, it, it was explained about as well as it can possibly be explained that he never died in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, there's not much else you can do it. Uh, uh, although, uh, although uh, it is kind of. Uh, I'm glad to, I'm glad that they have visited the legal ramifications of uh, somebody coming back from the dead. Um, you know, like what happens with their Zach, insurance? Zach, you're heavy breathing again. <laughs> okay, know, go ahead, Jar. How he's how he's completely how he's completely screwed up Liz's life now because she's had all these insurance payouts. You know, the uh, because he was supposedly dead, and now he's not dead, and so now she's uh, in financial issues. So uh, that was a a nod to realism. Uh, you know, it's it's, and I like to see Peter and Harry talk, just sitting and talking like a couple of guys talk. Uh, so uh, that's been that's been way too long in coming. I mean, it's been too long in coming for Harry to be a, a centerpiece of a storyline. So uh, I, I liked it. I'd give it an A minus. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah, uh, let's go to Zach. Who I'm picking on his microphone. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But uh, I just got one phrase to describe this. Okay. I waited a year and thirty six freaking issues for this. <laughs> this wow. is it, dude. It's a comic book. God wow. bless. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, I was like, I opened the book up and I'm going, Mysterio. Jr.'s right. He financed the Clone Saga for God's sake. I'm sure that he probably was thinking, okay, I need a backup plan. Why don't you make a clone of me, Harry, anybody important to me, and I'll just throw him in there. Okay, that would be that would make more sense. Woo! But nobody wants to mention the flipping Clone Saga because it's the Clone Saga. <sighs> okay. Anyway, I was really it was really good to see the multi man. I do I do agree. But going back to the Clone Saga, multi man was nice guy, not a villain. You know, actually helped Spidey in uh, Blood Brothers arc in mm-hmm. particular. Now he's Moltenie. What caused him to be Moltenie? Nobody would answer that question. It was like he went from last time he made an appearance was um, the Sensational Spider-Man, Deadly Foes of Peter Parker arc. He was perfectly fine then. Then he shows up and he's like melting like the Wicked Witch of the West. Excuse me? <laughs> well, um, he's, he's done that before too. If you remember back in... Uh, uh, back in Amazing Spider-Man 172 and 173, that uh, he was uh, he was uh, burning he was burning up uh, as well back then. So another recycled plot. But anyway, I, I, I... <laughs> good point, Jr. You know, you Mister in Walking, Breathing, Living Encyclopedia. I would have not thought about that. But um, you know, okay, mul- he's molten. No re- no explanation given for that. Um, maybe he's turning into a bird. He's molting because he's becoming a bird. Maybe he got it from the. <laughs> Yeah. Vulture gave it to him, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, going back to my reference uh, to what I said at the very beginning of the last issue in my review, I guess everybody's, you know, now Normie's being, becoming a ba- has become a bastard because, well, poor little old Normie is, you know, being punished because he likes to tear off heads of Spider-Man dolls. <laughs> um, that was a really creepy, creepy part of the book was the drawer full of Spider-Man heads that was kind of... Yeah. I was. I mean, you always heard, you always saw bad Spider-Man, bad. You know, you know all 
but never the heads coming off. So that was kind of creepy. Uh, maybe – actually, you know what? I, I figured it out. Normie, little Normie is Menace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. Um, but – That would really freak people out, wouldn't it? If he had like, <laughs> leg extensions, he's got like uh, things he stands on or something yeah. to make him or, taller. Not know, to maybe, mention he has political leanings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, maybe he got some of the, you know, maybe he has some of that goblin juice running through his veins, so he actually artificially, you know, ages like. You maybe know, so. it's Normie from an alternate timeline. Ooh. They're tying Spider Girl into exactly. Amazing Spider Man. No! No! Zach, what's your grade? What do you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a B. Because After I, all I, that, you're giving it a B? It sounds like you hated it. Because, Jesus. Because, I will, I will say this. One, okay. we actually are getting advancement to the brand new day storyline. As okay. bad as it is, we are getting some advancement. Two, the art was stellar. I really did like the art. Okay. So, the art got an A, and the, you know, the story got a C, merely just because, ooh, we finally got some answers after a freaking year. Maybe B minus, I don't know. Maybe B. Okay. Gotcha. Now I held off going to Kevin last because Kevin has some strong opinions about this issue, <laughs> and he's actually been emailing back and forth with the writer Dan Slot. So, Kevin, what do you think? <laughs> oh, um, I I could be considered biased on this issue because I spent so much time researching and thinking about the issue of how to bring Harry back myself before I ever read it, and okay. I had my own explanation. So I kind of I guess I had preconceived notions going in, so I guess you can temper what I say with that. Okay. But um, I had two gigantic problems with the issue, execution and explanation, and those are pretty much the only two things that matter. Mm -hmm. um, the execution was shit. Um, <laughs> we, when I saw Harry Osborne in the, uh, the last scene of part four of One More Day. We're talking a year ago now. I was I was excited to see him back. I was, you know, I had a million different feelings running around at the time because, you know, we've we've gone over that story plenty of times. But I've I've been saying for years that Harry Osborne should come back. So that was pretty much the interesting part of Brand New Day to me. Right. And they spent all this time not talking about it. So when we finally get to it a year later, it needs to be big. You need to deliver. You need to satisfy us. And what we got was a tossed off line in a gas station. <laughs> that was that was really it. Harry tossed off got better in the gas station. After we find out that Peter Parker has just kind of gone along with not knowing how his friend came back from the dead for years now. And this is the same Spider-Man who in this very year has been portrayed with a level of paranoia that rivals Batman going after Jackpot's secret, having no regard for her own privacy, anything about her personal life, a, that one seemed out of character to me, but still, that's how he's been portrayed. And at the same time, he's just kind of going along with, well, an Osborne came back from the dead. I, I don't need to know how that happened. He's my buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was just mm, bad. And very dissatisfying because I was excited about this issue. It was, you know, it had a good title. It uh, 
had a good premise. It was going to be the resolution. It had a great cover. I mean, that uh, that Mike McCone cover with Spider-Man over Harry Osborn's grave, that kicked ass. But unfortunately, what was under it sucked. Um, <laughs> but then we have the explanation. And the explanation of how Harry Osborn returned was, if I can get this straight in a few words, the Goblin formula killed him. Then the Goblin formula healed him from itself, and now there are no more problems with it. Yeah. Does anybody find any flaws with that? <laughs> anybody at hey, all? Maybe a I mean, little bit. What? Okay, the Goblin formula was faulty. The Goblin formula killed him. Okay, we're saying now that the Goblin formula that Norman had had healing properties, so of course this one does too. So, what it must do is to heal the physical damage to him that was done by itself. But the Goblin formula is still there. Mm -hmm. So, this is just a big confusing nightmare to me that was tossed off in one line in a gas station with no real explanation whatsoever except Norman Osborn was there, which to me makes it more freaking convoluted. Um, disrespect to all con continuity that's come before. I mean, the the writers have gotten I mean, Dan Slott and uh, Steve Wacker have both said, you know, the Glenn Greenberg, the writer of the Osborne Journal, one shot called him up and said, "Oh, it was great, it was perfect. If anybody tells you otherwise, you send them to me." But the Osborne Journal one shot wasn't the only thing that disrespected. We've had years of plots that hinged on Norman's anger over Harry's death. So you're now saying that. Norman was covering the whole time. He had to sell it. Okay, so what was the point? What was the point of the Clone Saga? It's just... And y there are ways you can figure it out. When I was talking to Dan Slott, he said, um, it's all about suspension of disbelief. You can come up with a million different explanations for it. He offered a few that were interesting. But, you know, in the end, you've got to remember, this is a comic about a guy that crawls up walls. Right. To me, even if the explanation was outlandish, the crawling up walls was explained within the comic. This mm -hmm. was not. We're leaving the whole thing up to the audience, really, to just go back and figure it out, because continuity just isn't Brand New Day's thing. And ah, this, this could not have been more disappointing to me. There, I thought the, the explanation itself was shoddy. The delivery of the explanation was shoddy. The only thing good about this issue was the art. Mike McCone is awesome. So, mm -hmm. unfortunately... A writing cannot save a failure on this level. So the overall issue for me gets an F because it did utterly in every way fail. Wow. <laughs> an F. What was the you gave an F a while back. What was the F on? Do you remember? I uh, believe that was for the ASM annual which also oh, was a total it. failure. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm not, expectations I'm not, were a little high on Harry's on the explanation for Harry's coming back because <laughs> it couldn't be anything but lame. I mean, really, no, it couldn't be anything but what it was. Uh, to to really expect any, I think you maybe maybe your your expectations were a little, were a little bit high on uh, on exactly what they could have done. Um, no, that's 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 about all I need, wanted to add to that. The, uh, well, I don't want to bring up my story too much because I don't want to harp on myself, but. But toot to your own horn. Nobody huh? else knows the tune. Toot your own horn because nobody else knows the tune. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I mean, the point to me is 
I'm a fan. And in writing something that I take seriously, I took a lot of time to research this and figure out how to make everything work. And I don't want to sound arrogant, but I think I came up with an explanation that does work. You can buy into it pretty much from the way I've tried to look at it from all angles, and it seems to me that it pretty much addresses and works with everything. Right. But, Rick, tell them your twist. If you haven't read the issue, how did you make them come back? Okay, mine was, I mean, you know, it's going to be similar because we're working from the same point. Um, and you, and you, and in hindsight, you re- wrote this before you read the issue. So I did. That was not, that was important to me. I yeah. didn't want to be following them, and I didn't want to be accused right. of. I didn't want to be accused of ripping anything off because I right. didn't know what their explanation was going to be. It could have been the same. Okay. But um, within the crawl space comic that I write, um, the explanation was that when Harry died back in Spectacular Two Hundred, when he had been. Is sweating and shutting down, and the formula was affecting him, that it just looked like he was dying. And what was actually happening was the formula was preparing him, was shutting down his body because he needed to hibernate because the formula was actually amped up. It was Norman's next phase. They just assumed that it was a faulty uh, formula. There was really nothing ever to explain that except for the fact that it killed him. So this was Norman's next phase, and it totally genetically changed the body. He came back more powerful, stronger, instead of just pumpkin bombs to hurl. Now he has fireballs in his hands. Basically, the formula worked too well, but the whole thing took time to regenerate his body. So when he went into hibernation, he went into the ground, and he couldn't wake up until because there was no air down there. So when they exhumed his body, it was him in the coffin, and when the air got to him, he slowly began to revive and broke out of his coffin. That was my explanation. I thought that pretty much addressed everything. We've pretty uh, we've pretty much gone uh, A to F. So let me uh, go in the middle. I'm going to hit a C, C plus on it. And Zach, hold the mic down a little bit more. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God! Good Lord! You're giving me more to edit. Uh, Sorry. All right. I'm a heavy breather. That's what all the girls say. Uh, three. Anyway, I'm going to give it a C plus. Basically, um, no matter I, no matter the end result of how you got Harry back, I'm happy you have Harry back because he's a great character. Uh, the, the road to get to where he came from isn't as important as if you've got the character back. Cause I, I remember us talking, uh, a couple years ago, we were, we were talking about who we'd like to return and Harry Osborne was at the top of the list. Uh, for some, I think it's, you, people would rather see Harry back than Norman, but, uh, I'm happy he's back. Granted, there's always in hindsight, we could change the story how he came back, but basically he didn't die. He got better. So that's what everybody's pretty much how you, everybody I can think of would tell the story. Uh, I, I didn't think of it, but I am bothered by what um, Kevin said about uh, Peter not asking earlier. You know, I, I when I read this, I didn't really think, you know what? Why the hell isn't he asking earlier? He's gone after Jackpot. I didn't really think of that, but, you know, that does kind of bother me. Uh, also, uh, what JR said about it is how it's nice to have some of the old cast back. Uh, Liz... Alan or Osborne? Is she back to Alan now? She dropped the no. Osborne. She dropped the Osborne. Okay, she's Liz Allen, so she's back. It's nice to see and little Normie. And I was wondering how long it would take for them to foreshadow him going evil. 
And, but, you know, when I read That's the... Yeah, bad Spider-Man. <laughs> but you know what? When I read the issue, I didn't take it as creepy when Peter pulled out the drawer and you had little Spider-Man heads. My first instinct was he has exactly what I have in my house, which is a drawer full of Spider-Man Easter eggs. Does anybody ever, <laughs> anybody seen those Spider-Man Easter eggs? They're, they're in the shape of those heads, and you put candies in them, etc. I'm like, oh, he's got an Easter basket. Is the oh. first my first <laughs> thought. I didn't okay. envision him ripping them off the action figures. Only you would think of Easter eggs. Yeah. Because I, you're the only one that actually owns the Easter eggs. I, I do. I, I'm a 33-year-old guy that got an Easter basket with Spider-Man eggs in it. Yes, I am. But uh, I, it took me – I had to read it twice. I'm like, oh, those are action figure heads. He's a creepy little bastard. Okay. Well, I guess he's not a bastard. He knows his daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now he does. Now he knows his daddy. And the other thing I'm going to comment is um, – uh, Michael Bailey, who reviewed the issue, I thought was a very valid point that what kind of parenting has uh, a known supervillain staying in the house for rehab that can has molten lava for skin and the little six-year-old boy can walk in there any time and just get melted? What kind of parenting is that? But uh, I, I, I don't know. Did you guys read that? What do you think of that? Why, why would Liz Allen keep a supervillain, that's her brother, in the back room unlocked with a little normie can get into? I don't know. Because just... it's magic and we don't have to explain it. Yeah. JR, you're a parent. Would you let the molten man stay in your house with your little boy could walk in on? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even like my, uh, my, uh, some of my in-laws to stay in my house. So, uh... <laughs> Much less ones uh... with super. Powers that can molt the kid, you know? Or... Yeah, really. Yeah, really. I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. That was uh, that was uh, that was a pretty good point. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty bad parenting on Liz's part. Bad parenting, but and then she has to rely on money from Harry to help for the super villain rehabilitation or whatever to to get the the shackles to keep. How does he take a leak? <laughs> <laughs> Is it molten? I don't know. It shoots straight up in the air and falls into a cup. Oh, oh, great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, we're getting way too minute on our, our critiquing of this book if we're talking about the molten man taking a piss. Uh, <laughs> but C-plus out of me, it was my least favorite of the month. Uh, I, I like the other two a lot better, but I didn't think it was that bad a month uh, overall. Um, before we go into the next topic, you know, this does mark the one-year anniversary of Brand New Day, or as JR likes to call it, Bland New Day. Let's real quick go around the panel. What do you, what would you rate the overall year? We've had, what, 36 issues so far this year? Uh, Kevin, what would you give the, the overall year as a grade? I would give it a D. Okay. JR? And, uh, really bad. <laughs> uh, probably a C minus. Okay. Stella? Um, I'm vacillating between a C or a B. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll say a C plus. Okay. <laughs> and, and Spidey Dude? For the worst birthday present ever last year. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it a, uh, C. A C. After that, after, after that, you know. I'll give it a B minus as an overall year grade. I think we had some high parts and low parts, but the thing that continuously bothers me is the uh, it, there's no flow. There's no continuous flow to this book. There's three issues, new guy. Three issues, new guy. Oh, in the background, you have these little plots, but there, it doesn't feel like one continuous run of Spider-Man like it has in so many years past. Yeah, Brad. Then uh, on that topic, I actually did a little experiment this month because. Okay. Uh, 
I opened up my mail order comics box and yeah. looked at them and saw, wow, these these have no connection to each other whatsoever. So I read them backwards. Okay. Uh, I read, <laughs> I read did. 581, then 580, and then 579. Okay. And I didn't read the recap pages, and I found I missed absolutely nothing. There was no <laughs> reference. There was no connective tissue. You can actually read them backwards and get the same experience as reading them forwards. You know, that's it, bad. Yeah, and you know, you could read the part four of One More Day and go straight to 581 and probably not miss a damn thing. What do you think? That's absolutely true. There's no mention of, uh, well, you might, no, you won't. <laughs> oh, the Carly thing. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was going to say that, but then thinking there, there's really not a whole lot there. I mean, yeah, there's a few references, so I guess you could tell there was – you would probably think there was one issue between them. Yeah. But exactly. when there have actually been 35 – Yeah, hmm. no doubt. All Look, right. Enough. Nothing memorable has happened. I mean, absolutely nothing memorable has happened. Mm. I mean – I mean, nothing that there, there's no events that have occurred this year other than, well, the whole Mephisto thing that people are going to be talking about in year in years to come. Yeah, I mean, there's no classic story. People are, or you know, there, there's not even an above average story that people are going to be saying, "Oh, wow, do you remember when this story was told?" I mean, it, it's nothing. I mean, it's it's basically been a lost year. You might Although, get you fair, might get some fans I, of New Ways to Die. That I think that's the exception. I probably will be referencing the uh, the annual as a touch point for well, it's not as bad as the annual for years to come. Well, and really, the saddest thing is, and I don't know if this is starting to repeat it, but um, the biggest event in Spider-Man's life didn't even take place in his own book. That's the sad thing. You talking about Secret That's Invasion? Sad. Yeah. Okay. Norman Osborn becoming the head of the world. Didn't even happen in his in his in the book that he was introduced in, and to me that's just a cheap cop out. If you're gonna do something like that, you might as well reveal it in, hint at it at the very end of Secret Invasion, and then, bam, do something amazing. Yeah. But whatever. All right, we'll move on to another topic. Uh, keeping along with the single Spider-Man thread, uh, looks like in the daily newspaper strip, Stan Lee and his brother Larry Lieber. Uh, do that comic. Larry does the artwork. Stan writes it, and it looks like after since 1987 until uh, December 31st of 2008, Spider-Man's been married. He's been married to Mary Jane, and his antics have been happening in the comic book for 20 plus years. So, uh, looks like Stan is going in the single direction with Peter Parker. He woke up at Aunt May's place. Uh, he's looking to go on a date with Mary Jane. And what do you guys think of that? Let's hear, we haven't heard from uh, Spider Girls. Stella, what do you think? Um, my first question is: Are they? I mean, they're given such a uh, small amount of space. Are they going to explain how this happened, or are we? I don't know. Um, really? You know, people keep using this magic. We don't have to explain it, but um, some people really do want some sort of explanation. So, if he woke up and all of a sudden he's single, I would question why. Um, part of me just wants Brand New Day to be separate. Um, I think they, uh, what was their explanation about seeing, um, or I guess one of our arguments of seeing a younger, hipper Spider-Man was that you can read um, Ultimate Spider-Man. So now we're having, um, if they don't want repetition, we're kind of having this repetition. We have this young one, and um, we have a teenager that's dating Mary Jane in 
Ultimate Spider-Man. We have a single Spider-Man that's, you know, older, but and he's not really dating yet, but, you know, there's hints of that in Amazing Spider-Man. And now I think the classic, the newspaper, which really shouldn't have been tainted at all, is going down that hill as well. So everywhere you turn, it's it's all alike, and I would rather have more creative possibilities instead of following one track. Yeah. So, I, I mean, think- I respect it. Yeah. I, I think what there was one little caption on one of the pages that says uh, this uh, is like an untold tale. I think is basically what the caption said. I don't remember the exact quote, but yeah, I also said in the days before. In the days before, yes, yeah, and and also I, I talked to Stan. Boy, that sounds good. Anyway, I talked to Stan. <laughs> Stan uh, the, Lee said I, that he was just, just playing around. Yeah, he said. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Was that an impression or what? Anyway, I was uh, epic fail um, on that, but I was trying to do an impression. Basically, <laughs> Stan in the podcast interview we did earlier this week, he said he's just having some fun. He's doing an untold tale of Spider-Man, and he said maybe in a year or a couple of years he's going to go back. But he just wanted to do the uh, possibilities of a single Peter Parker one more time. So, anyway, that's that's the explanation of what happened. So, okay, thank you for that. No problem. Uh, let's hit uh, Kevin up. What do you think of single Spider-Man in the newspaper? Well, I agree with uh, Stella. Now, a complaint I've made is that when Spider-Man was married, you had Amazing Spider-Man and the comic strip for some people where you could read a married Spider-Man. If you prefer a single Spider-Man, you had Ultimate and Marvel Adventures. And now we have a young single Spider-Man in Amazing Ultimate Marvel Adventures and the comic strip. There is absolutely nowhere to go if you like an, a married Spider-Man. Oh, well, 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 wait, wait. Except for Spider-Man. the crawl space. Except for the crawl space. <laughs> and the um, soon-to-be-canceled Spider-Girl, but... <laughs> well, that's, that's actually another point I, I meant to tack on to that. They're canceling Spider-Girl, too, so I guess... You're going to get a few stories in Amazing Spider-Man family every couple of months, but no, uh, for people like for people like me though, that's that's not good enough. It's it's not a Spider-Man book. It's a Spider-Girl book. She's the star. It's not a married Spider-Man book. It's just not the same. Although I respect that you like it, but you know, you understand Spider-Man's not the star. Yeah, um right. but so it's uh, a point I've made that I think would be great for Marvel and the fans as Cut Brand New Day Amazing Spider-Man back to two issues a month. I think it would help with this strain they're choking under with all these fill-in issues of doing the three times a month. And then you wouldn't lose any sales. You add one monthly book that's like Ultimate used to be in its own little universe that continues the old continuity, much like Crawl Space does, with a married Spider-Man. Do something like that. Do it once a month. You'll have the marriage fans lining up to support it. You'll have a bunch of brand new day fans because most of them don't have a problem with the marriage. They just enjoy the brand new day stories. You'll get all kinds of your good sales off of that. You'll still get your sales for two issues a month of brand new day. We'll all have somewhere to go. I think that's what they should do, not keep on making everything across the line like the comic strip get in line with this young single Spider-Man. I think it's a mistake. Okay. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Um... Well, <laughs> it's frustrating to me because you see a book like Spider-Girl, and, and really these past ten issues, or these past eight issues or so, have been so good. And it's been, you see that they're canceling that book. They're, they're, they're not, like with Stella and Kevin and Steph, they're not giving us any choice. They're, they're basically saying, 
they're basically like tying us down and making us and force feeding us the single the single swinging single spidey. I don't want to read single swinging spidey. If I wanted to read sing, swinging single spidey, then I would go either get the essentials or read Ultimate Spider-Man. That was the whole argument that everybody had made. You have that. Now we're being force fed this, and it, it to me, it stifles creativity. And you know, we can have the same crap over and over again. But and the saddest thing was is that Stanley in three panels did twice as good, if twice as better than Joe Casada did in two issues. So to me, it's just, an, you know, I, I I respect the fact that Stan's wanting to you know do the Untold Tale. I think it's I think it's kind of a fun little nostalgic. He's entitled to that. Hell, he created the guy. Yeah. But yeah. um, I just I, it's okay. It's merely okay. Yeah. And in, in case you're wondering, I've, I've started uh, doing – I've been posting the daily strip up on the main page. And I, I haven't read this strip since it was dumped out of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch years ago. I would say going on five, six, seven years since I've read this strip. So it's nice uh, to catch it every day, and I, I, I've uh, been posting it. So if you want to check it out, it's in color. <laughs> it was black and white <laughs> when I read it. Uh, Jared, is, do you get the paper? Do you get Spider-Man in your newspaper? Nope. 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 Right, not you, at can all. Check, you can check it out on the SpiderManCrawlspace.com front page. <laughs> I, I have I have been, and it hasn't gotten any better, unfortunately, than years ago. <laughs> I, I, I no, nobody asked my opinion yet, but uh, I'll go ahead, go ahead and give it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was segueing into you, Jr. <laughs> oh, thank you. But uh, well, I don't care <laughs> yeah. because I don't read it. I mean, uh, except on the crawlspace, of course. But uh, I always thought it was kind of lame. Uh, and, uh, I don't, you know, and frankly, I don't think Stan Lee really writes it. I mean, uh, surely not. I mean, I, he's got to have a ghostwriter, but, uh, e- even then, I mean, who care? who cares what the comic strip does? I mean, I just, I just have a hard time finding, trying to muster up enough, uh, venom, uh, no pun intended to, uh, to really take the issue on. So, uh, yeah. eh, I don't care. When was the last time you read it, JR? Did you, you mm-hmm. say you read it in the paper? Oh God! I'm trying to think. Uh, I think the Cleveland Plain Dealer used to carry it in the Sunday paper, uh, but that's been that's been years. Uh, I mean, I didn't realize that hardly anybody was still carrying the strip, because in many in many cases, you know, I I do I've done quite a bit of traveling on my job, and uh, I you know like to try to pick up the local paper uh, just for some local color and. Uh, you know, very seldom ever see it. So uh, I was I was surprised that uh, I'm, I'm surprised that it's still being published. To be honest, well, it's been going since 1977, which I think is incredible. I I, re- I remember that uh, when it first started up, Stan and John Romita Sr. Uh, wrote and drew it, and it's gone through several incarnations. And I I just realized on the show that we did this week with Ron Friends, he and Sal filled in for a few years on artwork. So, yeah, Sal forgot about it too. And yeah, I did. <laughs> when I asked him, "Well, who's who's you, who have you not worked with that you've always wanted to work with?" Well, you know, I want to do. Uh, I want to always work with Dan Lee. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you that's why. That's why you kind of think. Well, you got to think of doing a Dan Stanley Ghostwriter. Yeah. Because I mean, that kind of gives it away a little bit. Yeah. And did I get everybody on the spider uh, newspaper strip? Kevin, did I get you? Yep, I talked okay. for a while. I, I, <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do. I'm multitasking again. I think I got everybody. 
All right, let's go on to another topic. Uh, this is a uh, Spider-Man making national headlines, in fact, uh, because of the uh, president-elect Barack Obama is on the cover of Amazing Spider-Man 583. It's a variant cover. Not many retailers ordered it because they didn't know that it was going to be the Barack Obama cover. And it's kind of it going for hundreds of dollars on eBay. If you check it out, uh, somebody's getting a... I hope if somebody's buying it, they're uh, making a pretty penny. Marvel's gone back to press three times for this cover. And uh, has anybody been able to pick it up? I went to my local comic shop, and they said, screw you, and I left. And that's why I go with mail-order comics, because I don't like my <laughs> local <laughs> retailer. <laughs> well, you know, okay, I, I guess I need to tell my story. I get up there, <laughs> and we're talking about, obviously – because I live in a very conservative part of the country. They very. told you to screw you too, right? <laughs> no. So they got you got Rush Limbaugh playing in the background when you walk into this comic oh, shop. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Lord. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're playing it off of XM. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm getting my books, and they're, and somebody brought up the Obama. Actually, I walked in, and they're like, sorry, you don't have the Obama cover. I know you love Obama and, and everything, but uh, we don't have it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't even send out the. Uh, they didn't even get the Ob- a single Obama cover. The, uh, you know, people are talking about. Oh yeah, they're selling the, the first copy is going to be selling for buku's of money because there was only about twenty twenty to thirty percent of people that made the order for the variant because there was an unlimited amount you can make for the variant, but only twenty percent of the of, uh, of the retailers actually ordered it. So the, if you get the original copy, yes, it's going to be worth something because obviously you're. I mean, it's a it's a rare rare find. The original cover, the second cover, there's there's a little bit of a difference in that it's actually uh, gold. Be, yeah, it's got a gold background, and the third cover, all it is is the first cover inverted. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, okay, okay. We're, gonna, we're let's just click the inversion button. On the, so, on the printer. So, so no copy for you, huh? No copy for me. Okay. I, I, I sincerely doubt there's probably anybody in this room that's going to – y'all might get it in y'all's mail order box, but uh, I, I don't. Go ahead, Kevin. What, what were you saying? Oh, no, he was saying some of us might get it in our mail order comics box. I'm just saying there's no freaking way in hell we're going to get it in our mail order comics box. How come? We're, well. getting, we're getting the cover with you know, Peter and his threesome. That's – <laughs> Actually, I, I I prefer that cover. I think it's a better looking cover than the Obama cover, yeah. and the, it's, it's absolutely pathetic because I, you know what they're they're trying to do. They're, you know, everybody's biggest you know complaint is like, well, you know, you're selling 140 thousand copies per issue at the very beginning of this storyline, and now you're selling 70. So you're selling half of what you guys were selling. So this is just basically all they're trying to do is just try to inflate the amount of copies and the amount of orders so they can say, hey, see, see. We're actually selling more copies. I think Jr. passed him the Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> did anybody else go to the, their comic shop looking for the Obama cover besides me and Spidey Dude? No, I did I was... not. But uh, I looked at the. I don't think you quoted a price yet. I looked at eBay that day and just clicked highest price first. Right. And they had one on there for two thousand five hundred dollars of the Whoa. Obama. I didn't two thousand five hundred dollars for a four dollar comic. Wow. No, I, I tell you right now, what's even funnier is that some pe- people were doing the CG C grades, like a, a CG grade nine point eight, the day before the issue hit the stands, <laughs> and they were trying to sell it for like two hundred dollars just for the CGC 
that what for an issue that wasn't even out yet. <laughs> that's what's that's what baffled me. But you know what? If there was one sucker out there that buys it, it's worth it putting it up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they'll I mean, they'll buy pieces of toast with Jesus on them. <laughs> Basically, this is kind of like it's reminded me of the nineties. Yeah, because Marvel created a collector's item with this. I mean, no doubt. Besides the fact that Obama is on the cover, and there's all kinds of you know the Obama memorabilia frenzy right now, it would have been there to begin with. But they took until what, maybe a month, if that, before the issue came out, to tell us it was going to be there. Yeah. And if then that... they 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 put these strict requirements on retailers that if you bought. Uh, at least this percentage more than your order on uh, Amazing Spider-Man number... F- I don't even know what the number was. This old issue that was probably the last part of New Ways to Die, for God's sake. If you ordered this percentage more than that issue, even though you didn't know there was going to be anything special about this one, you can order as many copies of the variant as you like. Otherwise, it's like a 1 in 50. So they, they completely created the collector's item here, and I feel the 90s just uh, coming back. JR, did you pick up the copy at your local shop? No, I didn't. Uh, I went to uh, one comic shop actually to uh, to pick up issue number five eighty two, and okay. uh, I walked I walked into my comic shop and uh, I said, "By the way, do you have?" And he just said, "No, we don't have any more. No more copies." <laughs> it's like uh, issue five eighty two. Oh, oh yeah, I got one of those. <laughs> and uh, I said, I, I, "I know I didn't I didn't bother to ask for the Obama one because I know you don't have any." And he he goes, "Nobody has any." Yeah. So uh, I, uh, you know, no, I didn't get one. Okay. Did, would you wanted one if they had it? Oh, if I if I saw one lying there, I would have bought it. But uh, I I'm not. You know, when I go back uh, to uh, my comic shop next week, uh, I, well, are they? They're only printing the Obama variant, right? They're not printing the the regular copy anymore. They, well, no. they're on, they're on the third printing. They'll invert the cover. I mean. Well, they haven't released the second printing yet. The second printing comes out next week. That's the Obama cover gold. And the third printing, I'm not sure when that comes out, and that's what you all say, the Photoshop inversion of the first cover. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and and the funny thing is uh, it's brilliant on their part because everybody knows that Obama mania is at this fever pitch right now. Say what you will about your your political leanings, but it's it's really true. Yeah, it is. I mean, and you're going to release the second printing – on the day after the inauguration, so you're going to have people lining out again outside of comic shops. It, it just—it's a smart. Say what? Say what you will about Joe Quesada. He gets people talking about comics. He of course, was the thing to me too is they—it seems like this is one of those things they advertise as you know getting getting non-comic fans into comic book shops because you're going to get all those Obama people in there, but. How do you think it's a good experience that people are going to look around, try to buy something else, and come back again if their whole experience is going to the comic shop to find this thing they're excited about and saying, no, we don't have it? Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to keep them coming back. You know, I um, w- went to my local comic shop, and I, as I was told, screw you, um, I went back mm-hmm. and browsed, and I, I heard the uh, the kids behind the counter uh, answering questions. There was one call that called in and basically it boiled down. He said, screw you. And, uh, the other one was an email and he was making fun of the, uh, person's grammar who wrote the email asking about a Spider-Man Obama cover. And uh, you know what? I think the problem is, is a bigger problem than comics. I think it has to do with customer service. Um, because you know, it, it, 
the ideal thing would have done, been to uh, say, you know what, we don't have the cover, but let me take your name, let me take your number, and if we get the second or third printing in there, we'll give you a call, and you can come in and buy this comic. But I yeah. don't, I don't think that. Well, that didn't happen to me. And one, once, and then I hit a windstorm. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I just think it, you have these kids that are paid minimum wage. They don't really give a crap. And you have these people that are want, that Marvel wants new customers to come in, but then they're greeted with ignorance behind the counter. But that's not just comic shops either. Well, Brad, I agree with you. And it's not just people that are. Um... You know, underpaid and everything. It's also right. some insane elitists in some of these comic shops. I mean, yeah. the reason that I finally made the switch to mail order comics from supporting my local comic shop was uh, there. There was one person at this comic shop that I was cool with would talk to me every time I came in and everything. But yeah. the most part, especially this one guy, would just insult at least half my pile every time I put him down the counter. It got to the point wow. where I didn't want to go there and buy anything because. I was, my taste was just going to be insulted. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's we, probably... we haven't uh, hit Spider Girl up. What? What? You, did you try to get the cover? No. 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 Okay. She can. She's a conservative like me, and she can care less. Well, <laughs> well, I won't. I, I generally lean your way too, Zach. But I wanted the cover too. <laughs> anyway, Stella, are you interested in the book at all? Um, in the in Spider Man. <laughs> I mean. Are you, I guess you're not much of a variant collector of, of covers, I, I gather. No, I do have some variants. Um, I mean, it really depends on what it looks like, and yeah. I don't know. I'm not really an Obama fan, so it didn't really uh, spark my fancy. And nobody insulted you at your local comic shop, huh? No, the guy there, he's he's very nice to me. I think I'm the only girl that goes there, so... Well, <laughs> so yeah. well, that's yeah. why he's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like female. It's yeah. a female, yes. We yeah. All the girls I've ever talked to that go to comic shops have a good experience there. It's it's quite different. That's because they're they're seeing a girl. It's a rare thing exactly. in a comic shop. Okay, gang, we're going to wrap up the show right about there. We have another hour and a half show that we'll release in a few days. That will make them five, count them five, shows in January, which is a record. Now, before we go, I want to thank MailOrderComics.com for sponsoring the show in 2009. Their discounts of Spider Comics can't be beat. This month, they have Amazing Spider-Man number 589. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Gang, as always, thanks for listening and visiting the Spider-Man Crawl Space. I'm your webmaster and host, Brad Douglas.